Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everyone. You're on the D-Hour Network. This is Marcia Thaddison, your host with For Your Health. I want to welcome everyone on board if you're listening. Tonight we have a special guest, and I'm just excited to, uh, for her taking the time out to share her journey and her venture with her and her daughter and her health. Today is January the 27th of 2019. We're all, we're at the end of January already, and it's going really, really fast. And I'm just so glad to be here, glad to be alive, and glad to be in Atlanta. Um, I have family in Wisconsin. In the, um, they're talking about 15 inches, and the temperature is 8 degrees. Man, I remember that day. I remember shoveling snow, and I'm so glad I'm not in that so I pray for those who are, and I hope they keep their electricity and their heat. So I hope everyone be able to get through those storms safely and um, in good health. I want to remind our listening audience, yesterday's kitchen for today, I tell people I want to be the grandma of yesterday, calling in the next generation to teach and prepare the next generation on how to be healthy, how to eat healthy food, um, just have that wisdom our ancestors have. And a lot of times we learn that through other people's journey or our own journey and teaching them the way to go as far as eating healthy, uh, old medicine. And so many of our guests that have been on um, for 2016 because, no, 2018, let me get my years correct, 2018, we're in 2019. 2019 of January was my first year, first time doing blog talk radio, and Dr. Lester L. Carter was my first guest. And bringing in people, he's a pharmacist and a herbalist, and bringing back the old natural way of treating our bodies, eating right, that's what this message is about and this show is about, to bring this information to everyday people. You know, I was in that rat race, running out there, making jobs, working, taking care of kids, you know, um, divorced mom at the time, and just trying to live. So I had no clue about eating healthy, nutrition, vitamins, nothing. You know, I just kind of went along with the flow, whatever, you know, whatever information I thought from the doctor or anyone else from my parents, because my parents didn't know either. We just went along with it. And now I'm I'm glad I'm that person out of the box that I'm questioning things. I'm taking time to investigate things more that's for my health and the health of my grandchildren, especially the food that we have out there today on today's shelf. Because so many things that we're being advised to do for our health is not necessarily good for our health. So that's why my guest today is Heather. Um, I'm hoping I'm pronouncing her last name. Tarando. Heather, am I Tarano. hearing up your last name? <laughs> Tarano. Yes. Sorry about that, kiddo. Yeah. I That's want okay. To bring Heather on. I wanted her to come on and share her story because as moms and grandmas and dads, and I forget about the grandfathers and the dads that's out there, we're taking care of our children, and we want the best for our children. And I've said that over and over and over again uh, on this show is to bring us information and knowledge that will give us the tools and the wisdom and understanding of what we're doing. So I have just want to talk about vaccination shots. Um, we're in the flu season, and everyone's telling you, get your flu shot. And, you know, we had Dr. Lester L. Carter on, and I said, Dr. Carter, 
you are pharmacist. And he's 80, 80, 87 years old, no medication, no nothing, very health condition, and he still mixes things the old way. Dr. Carter, did you take those shots? Did you take any shots like that? And he goes, my dear, no, 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 no. I don't do those shots. I don't do those things. And he mixes up the compost and everything the old way, like he did when he started back in the 50s and the 60s. And his pharmacy, about his pharmacy, people can just walk in and talk with him, and he just has that wisdom. And he's an herbalist, so we got twofold there. But without further ado, Heather, welcome on the show. I'm so glad you've taken time out to share your story. I am truly grateful for you to be on. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I, I appreciate um, the interest and in, in, in sharing my story with my daughter and my family. I truly appreciate that. And that's how we learn from each other's journey. You know, I'm the type of person, if I can see someone else struggling going through there, I don't have to take that road if I'm being educated and um, got the wisdom not to go that journey. So, Heather, without any further ado, share with our listening audience who you are, what journey you on with your daughter as far as vaccination <laughs> shots and what's what happened. What's all? What's everything all about, right? So, um, yeah, uh, my name is Heather Ferrano. Um, I'm a mama of two girls. Um, my eldest is going to be 24 this year, and my youngest is going to be 18. Um, I was a young mom. I was a teenage mom. So you could say that um, definitely the road and the route that I was at, my daughter came at the right time because uh, she set me straight. <laughs> um, okay. I definitely put her way before I put myself. And um, with that being said, I was a single mom. Um, I never questioned really vaccines. I mean, I know when I had my first daughter, you go to the pediatrician and they say, oh, time for vaccines. And um, you know, I had my own mom, my mom's guidance, and, you know, we're just, that's what we're taught. That's what we're, I, I feel like it's brainwashing at this point, but that's what we're, we're meant to believe. We go to the doctor, we bring our kids, they get the shots, and that's just how it is. So mm-hmm. um, my first daughter got her vaccination. She was born in 95, and she got the vaccinations that were recommended at that time, which, mind you, is a completely different schedule than what they give these kids today. It's forever changing and increasing. Um, So my daughter had the vaccines, and um, thank God she's neurotypical. She did show adverse reactions that I didn't understand were adverse reactions at that time because, again, these pediatricians don't tell you anything. They give you a a ditto that says, yeah, you'll get a fever. That's normal. And they may cry. That's normal. But don't worry about it. Um, I got one of those dittos, and... um, things that had happened that I know now were adverse reactions was she had very bad toxic diarrhea. I mean, so toxic and acidic that it would come out um, out of her diaper and up her back. We would have to literally, you know, take off all the clothes and rinse her down. Um, She would have severe rashes, uh, red cheeks, pimples. Um, They said that, that it was because she was just born and that's the mother's hormones re-regulating out of the baby's body, which is a bunch of BS, it's adverse reactions to the hepatitis B vaccine they gave her um, without my knowledge. Um, So um, there were definitely signs, high fever, um, definitely um, the red spots wilting where the injection sites were. 
Um, her head, as she got became a toddler, did get a little bit on the big side. But again, um, she talked, you know, very well. She she was speaking sentences before. You know, she was ahead of the game as far as developmental wise. So, you know, mm-hmm. back then, again, this is the 90s, never heard of the word autism. I never knew anyone with autism. Um, you know, I had my child. I followed the directions that I was told. And um, thankfully, uh, she is living a normal, typical life. She does have some food allergies and food intolerances. Um, she has gut issues. But um, overall, you know, she is what I say survived. So that brings me to... Uh, now, five years after that, um, I ended up pregnant again with my second daughter, which is my Pepito. And um, she was, uh, I mean, both, both of my pregnancies were normal, typical, both of them. I had, you know, deliveries were fine. Um, my, my first daughter did not nurse right away. That's another sign that I had. Um, I, I, she had actually swallowed some of her um, poop, so she was on antibiotics the first five days of her life. They stuck a bottle in her mouth, and they injected her with hepatitis B while she was on antibiotics, which is why she ended up having that rash, why she didn't latch on um, for nursing, um, now that I understand why these things had happened. Um, so going with my second daughter, I had her, she latched on right away. I had no problems nursing with her. Um, Neither one of my children had vitamin K, which is a new thing um, that they brought into the whole injection program after my last daughter was born. My second daughter was born in 2001. And so we had a normal, you know, normal delivery. I went into the, funny enough, I went to the hospital to be induced, but I went to natural labor. I always thank God for that because that would just would have been more drugs and chemicals put into the body. Um, So she was delivered. Everything was fine. She was nursing. Everything was fine. Um, I remember having her, um, my views of vaccinations were a little bit different because my daughter's biological father, um, his mom, her grandmother, was uh, saying to watch the vaccines because her father had a half-brother, same mom, different dad, with severe autism. And she had always warned that it was the vaccines that changed him. So um, while I was pregnant, I had a birdie in my ear saying, watch the vaccines. Uh, my daughter's father had a half, you know, half-brother that was severely autistic. Um, that's really the first time I ever heard of the word autism was the early 2000s. And um, my daughter was born in 2001, August 8th. And um, it's things the first year, the first year she developed normal, typical, hit all milestones. Um, She did have adverse reactions to her injections. Again, I didn't know what they were at the time because they don't tell you what to look for. Um, She had the fevers. She had the welts at the injection sites. She had more vaccines than my first daughter because she was born at a later date, and they always add vaccines to the schedule. Um, So she had her hepatitis B in the hospital because um, they gave me a lot of Percocet because I was in pain. And um, that's when they decided to ask me if she wanted, if I wanted her to have any injection. And I was completely just Lana and yeah, sure, we're here. Not even thinking straight. Like, why would you ask the mom that just had a baby, you know, on Percocet on a, on a 
drug like that, a serious question such as that, maybe that's the, that's the reason why they do it, to trick you, you know? But um, after that point, she almost stopped nursing. Her face blew up. Um, you could see it in the pictures, the, the difference from when she was born to within 24 hours when they gave her the injection, the difference in her face. And, um, you know, like I said, the first year, each injection, there was always something, whether it was a fever, whether it was a rash. She developed eczema. Um, I didn't understand what that was, but she would develop eczema because we have primary pathways that our bodies detox, right? You know, through urine, through poop, mm-hmm. through sweat. When those primary right. pathways get overrun, what happens is the secondary pathways kick in. And how that manifests when it becomes overrun as well is it manifests into eczema and psoriasis and acne and profuse sweating and ear infections. And that's when the body's going, hey, I can't deal with it. Well, my daughter's body was saying, hey, I can't deal with it, but I just didn't understand the signs it was giving me. Um, come to find out, it was about it. Uh, I nursed her for 10 months. After, um, and I swear that's what, helped, that's what helped uphold a lot of the injuries that she is, was sustaining and was about to sustain. Um, at the, 10 months, I stopped nursing milk? her. Um, yes, breast milk, yes. I stopped nursing at 10 and a half months. So, so then she started getting the crap GMO, Similac, because I didn't know any better. Um, and um, full of genetically modified organisms. If you don't know what GMOs are, it's it's basically a seed that's been altered. Its DNA has been altered. They put a bunch of chemicals in it. So as you grow that seed, it's not supposed to die. It's supposed to, you know, withhold um, from the weeds and stuff like that. And then on top of that, the farmers spray pesticides on top of that. So it's even more super poison than the typical conventional food. Um, so we got... <laughs> Her drinking these, and we have these babies drinking the formula that's full of toxins. Um, and then right before she turned a year old, she started going to daycare. And because um, I was a single mom again at that point with two babies. And um, she stopped answering to her name. That was the first big red flag. I mean, I saw the I saw the rashes. I saw, you know, not sleeping well at night. I saw her starting to get a little colicky. Um, but the big red flag for me was, holy crap, you know, the, the daycare's like, it doesn't seem like she's answering to her name anymore. And I'm like, really? I'm like, well, maybe it's because I call her mama, you know, because I say mama a lot. And really in my own, like, my own mindset, I was kind of in denial because I still had the little birdie because, again, I was single mom now. I was not really, I, I was in a very bad relationship with the father. Um, it was a bad situation. I was kind of like, um, that influenced um, how I was feeling and, and my mind frame at that time, not knowing what to do. And um, when she stopped answering to her name, of course, we went by daughter to get her hair test her hearing tested we went I went to two different specialists and both of them said that her hearing was fine what we didn't understand is at that time there's a part of the ear um what's the name of it I can't I'm so bad with with these big you know the big big terminologies of all these things but there's a part of the ear um there's a part of the ear that when toxic metals and 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 um disease crosses the blood vein barrier and it gets into the brain, it can get into this, this part of the ear. And basically the part of the ear that was affected was her auditory, it was affecting her auditory processing. So it's not that she wasn't hearing us. It was just that the processing that she was hearing, it wasn't sounding like her name anymore. It would sound like something different. 
so um, that's that was going on. And also there was a part that was damaged because we literally at her first birthday, a balloon popped right behind her and she did not jump. She did not flinch. She did not turn her head. And that was a huge, obviously, concern as well. And um, at that time, they said everything was fine. But now we know um, what was happening is that um, the injections, the metals that were in these injections were actually starting to damage these parts in her brain um, to her hearing, which was affecting her auditory processing and her sensory issues. Um, so because that was the only thing we saw and because she had 25 words, she was full of life, happy, giggly. She was sick, but she was happy. She was giggly. She was responsive. She was playing normally with her sister. She was playing normally with us. She was developing normally and typically besides that. So up comes her 15-month round of vaccines, and my gut is just starting to say, you know, it's not feeling right. It's not feeling right. And um, I had the grandmother saying to me, you know, read the vaccine packet insert. So this was, the, this was the doctor appointment that I had asked for a vaccine packet insert because I had heard that there was mercury, some aerosol in vaccines, and I just wanted to see and check the vaccine packet insert before you inject my kid. And mm-hmm. as soon as I questioned them, that's when the energy in the room shifted. And the, the nurse had left. She came back with two other nurses and a doctor. They all were standing around me as I was holding my baby. And then the bullying and the manipulating and the fear-mongering began. Um, you know, do you want your child to die of measles? Do you want them to have pertussis? You know, oh, my God, this is so scary. All these kids are dying out of nowhere. And, you know, you're a young mom, you know, we're, we are the professionals, you know, like they, the things that they say to you um, is really disheartening and disgusting. I mean, I was a 24 year old mom, single mom of two getting out of a very bad relationship. That's as much as I could say, but I think you could get the drift and um, you know, you're already getting mentally and verbally, you know, the abuse. And then you go to a doctor. I mean, who am I, who am I? to question a doctor who's been to medical school and has a beautiful certificate on the wall. So um, unfortunately, to make a long story short, even though my gut was screaming for me to grab my baby and go, grab my baby and go. That's all I kept hearing in my head, grab my baby and go. Um, I've always been a person to conform to authority, and I handed my baby over, and that was the last time I saw my baby before Mm -hmm. things changed. That was the last time. So after and that she was point, 15 months old there? Was she, she 15 was 15 months, months. Yes. And let me remind people that this was also on a spread out schedule because the doctor told me that she needed to be vaccinated in order to go to school and daycare. And again, I was a single mom. She had to go to daycare. So I was lied to, number one, because there is vaccine exemptions. I live in the state of New York. And there's a vaccine exemption pretty much in every state. There's a handful yeah, of states that you only get medical exemptions. But there is vaccine exemption. So not only did they lie to me about the exemption, because I would have exercised my right and my daughter would never have been injured. Um, they, they bully you. They manipulate you. They lie to you um, into believing, you know, that, that who are you? Who are you to question them? And they make you feel so, so small. And then my daughter, after that, at that, back, uh, at that appointment, she had a spread out schedule. That's what I was trying to get at. Um, she had the MMR, the chicken pox, the HIV, and the Prevnar. The chicken pox is called the Varsarella. 
she had all of those at one time, and that was a spread out schedule at that time. The MMR back Wait a minute. Back, insert, wait a minute. I want you to slow down. Yeah. You said HIV. You said HIV. HIV. B. The Hib. The Hib. Okay. It's okay. another type okay. of um, uh, like an influenza or something. But uh, no, the HIV. Okay. Sorry, HIV. Um, <laughs> the Prevnar, which is another type of like Prevnar, flu type okay. thing, and then um, the chickenpox, sarsaparilla, and okay. the MMR, the measles, mumps, and rubella. Um, on the vaccine packet insert in the measles, mumps, and rubella, it clearly states that ju- that injection should never be given in conjunction with any other vaccine at all. So that was the first failure of the doctor is giving it in conjunction with others. And they do it all the time, all the time. Um, the MMR and the chickenpox are both live virus vaccines, meaning the MMR, the measles portions, is a live virus, meaning the person injected could be getting the vaccine, it could be could end up getting the measles itself or spreading it. It's called shedding. It will shed out to the population around them. Whoever is around them that is susceptible could get the measles if they're newly vaccinated. It, it sheds up to 28 days, in some instances, three months. So now you have the MMR, and then they give the chickenpox. Again, the chickenpox can shed. Somebody who's newly vaccinated with the varsarella can select the chickenpox, and it could also spread to others up to 28 days, some instances, instances, three months. This is all, everybody could research this. This is all factual information. Um, and then the HIV and then the Prevnar, these are not shedding vaccines, regard, and they are not live vaccines. Regardless, you have two live, two, two of these vaccines that are live viruses and these two other ones that are not. It's a total of the MMR is three, vac- is actually three diseases, the HIV, another one, the chickenpox, another one, and the prevalence, another one. So she got injected with six different diseases, which have a whole bunch of adjuvants at one time, aluminum, the marisol, polysorbate AB. I mean, it's disgusting when you learn the stuff that are in these things. Aborted human fetal tissues were in the MMR, egg proteins, animal DNA is in these vaccines. I mean, I was horrified when I learned what I did um, after the fact. So at her 15-month round of vaccines, that's when poop at the fan, that's when she just started to slowly disappear. Like she slept, she slept, she slept. If you vaccinate and you have a baby that's sleeping, sleeping, sleeping and not waking up, you better wake that baby up. That is a big sign of encephalitis, brain swelling. My daughter was dealing with that and wow. I had not a clue. Um, do not give your baby Tylenol. Tylenol depletes glutathione. Your body's may detoxify it. It also opens up um, your. It depletes your immune system, and it's going to open up a whole big can of worms when you use it in conjunction with vaccinations. Because vaccinations open up your blood-brain barrier, and then it, it basically it's going to amp up the toxins and allow it to run even more wild through through the body and cause more damage than if you did not use Tylenol. So one thing I, I always thank God about is I never use Tylenol with Pepito because my first daughter I did, not knowing, and I, and I remember it never working. I remember saying, this stuff don't work, and I went to Motrin. So I used Motrin with my second kid, and thank God I did because if I used Tylenol with this, with this little girl who's, who I'm going to explain what happened with her, she, it could have been so much more worse, so much more worse. So after this vaccine, she stopped. Go ahead. I have a I have a question. You said earlier when you were talking. I want to back it up a little bit because you were talking about sure. when she was younger. Uh, 
mm-hmm. the um, her bowel movement. Did you find do you find that babies getting these shots are more fussy babies? They're always crying, whiny. Is um, and oh, the yeah. poop going up the back? The poop being up her mm-hmm. back. Um, it could go either way. Like it she got diarrhea, diarrhea change. or it, yeah, it could be toxic diarrhea. It could be like really thin acidic diarrhea. It could be just diarrhea. It could be constipation. My first daughter was chronic, you know, that toxic diarrhea with with Pepito. It was chronic constipation. She could not go. You have your the gut is is what is triggering all of this with these kids. We have 80% of your immune system is located in your gut, in your intestines. Your right. brain and your gut right. is directly connected. It has an immune yes. system. What are these vaccinations yes. designed to do? Attack the immune system to trigger it to supposedly give you antibodies so you supposedly don't get the infection, right? Well, it's going right. to the gut all right because that's where the immune system is. And what it's doing is it's ripping apart these right. guts it's causing leaky yes. gut syndrome, so these kids are getting these allergies yes. besides these proteins they're getting injected with. It's also crossing up into the brain, crossing the blood-brain barrier, oh. which has aluminum and, and the nanoparticles. They purposely use nanoparticles, which could cross the blood-brain barrier. So you have aluminum going into the brains of these children, and you're wondering why there's seizures, there's encephalitis, there's learning disabilities, oh. and there's children that are, are regressing after they're getting these injections. And unfortunately, yeah. that's exactly what happened to my daughter. Um, with each injection after that point, she just got more sick. Um, she regressed more. She lost all her words. Um, she lost her eye contact. She stopped, um, she stopped playing with her toys normally, like, like a typical child would. She started spinning and flapping. Mm-hmm. She would spin in circles. She would be obsessive with Blue's Clues. At the time, that was the TV show. She would be glued to the TV. Um, she stopped following yeah. her sister around. She stopped wanting to be involved with her, stopped wanting to be involved with me. Um, it's just like, it's just, it's kind of like the same story. Every person you speak to who has a child with a vaccine injury will tell you the same story, and it's crazy because it's all walks of life. And the reason why it's all walks of life is because all walks of life can be poisoned. When, when mm-hmm. the, the difference between you and I and everyone else is our epigenetics, our predisposition, our susceptibility, where we come from, how our bodies can take on these environmental toxins, how these bodies can take on all the food that we're eating that's full of poison and GMOs. And then, you know, the, the air is toxic. There's fluoride in the, in the water. Fluoride is neurotoxic. I mean, when I when I started um, our journey of trying to find, you know, help my daughter, it's, it's really, really sad, actually, because I, I actually made a post today on Facebook about this. I found a pic, um, I, my older daughter sent me some pictures yesterday, and it was a picture of Tepito right before we started our biomedical journey. And, and I thought about this, and I just, you could see the pain, you could see how she wanted to communicate, you could see how sick she was in that picture. And it just breaks my heart because I'm like, I know there are so many other kids out there right now feeling just as she did in that picture. And it's all because of misinformation. It's all because of the brainwashing. It's all because of people not giving other, you know, giving parents the correct information. And, and it's like this day and age of technology, I mean, I wish I had a computer back then. I wish I was able to research these things back then because, there is so much you can do to prevent this from happening to your child and so much you can do for those who are already affected to help them get in a better place. 
Um, so my daughter basically was injected until she was six years old. She got 21 doses of 11 different vaccines. And that, again, wow. is on a spread-out schedule. And, and it does not matter. All it takes is one vaccine to injure or kill a person, a baby, whoever. It, all it takes is one. And you could please read a vaccine packet inserts because all that information is there. Um, so going by, she had 21 doses of 11 different vaccines and she was born in 2001, okay? This is a decade later. Mm-hmm. Again, my daughter regressed at 15 months. She's going to be 18, so 17 years later. I can tell you the amount of children that I saw back then to the amount of children I see today that are sick and autistic and ADD, and it's, 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 it's crazy. It's so out of control. Yes. Um, it is. The amount of injections today by the age of six, my daughter had 21 of 11. Today they expect a six-year-old to have 50, five, zero. 50 injections of 16 different vaccines by the age of six. If my daughter was born today, she would have been dead. She would not have survived. She would not have survived that schedule. And a lot of people say, I have my vaccines and I'm fine. 50, five, zero. You heard me correctly. 50. And anyone who questions this, please, you can go right to the CDC website and count them up yourself. You could also go to National Vaccine Information Center. Um, awesome nonprofit organization gives you lots of great information, including the CDC schedule, vaccine ingredients, how to navigate a lot of different things. You know, it's education. Um, but yes, that's how much. And they expect 72 injections of 16 vaccines by the time you're 18. And um, my daughter would not have survived. My daughter would have been a SIDS case. You hear so many kids going to sleep and not waking up these days. SIDS is bids. They have their vaccines. They go to sleep and they don't wake up. I can't tell you the countless stories and the countless families and personal family and friends of mine that this has happened to. I've become an advocate and an activist. Um, when I learned everything I did. Basically, it, was, it wasn't until 2011 until I found the right people, the right practitioners, the right doctors, the right community to figure out what I saw. I knew what I saw happen to my daughter. I mean, I have video of, you know, like back in the day when we had the camcorders and they had yes. <laughs> on the bottom right corner, yes. it would have yes. Um, yes. the month and the day and the year well, I have all of that, <laughs> yes. and it makes it so easy for you to go back and look at the vaccine record and go back and look at those videos and line them up, and you can seriously watch my child decline. So I have video evidence besides the medical evidence that I had obtained later on. Um, so for nine and a half years, my daughter suffered. She just suffered with major gut issues. She suffered you know, all those boo-boo tummy, boo-boo, boo-boo head, boo-boo throat, she would say all the time. Um, she did not grow an inch or gain a pound for seven years straight. These pediatricians tried to tell me all this is normal, that nothing is wrong, that she was born this way. Um, it's just mind-blowing looking back at all the things that were said and everything that we have been through because if I had known then what I had known now, I have no doubt in my mind I would have been able to recover my daughter fully to where she wouldn't be permanently disabled for the rest of her life, which is where she's at right now. Um, because we didn't get the right medical treatments that she so desperately needed because autism is, this is my definition of autism. 
for my child okay. autism, for regressive autism. Autism is a BS word the CDC decided to use to describe an array of symptoms, which is truly an overtoxification and injury to the brain, gut, immune, and metabolic systems. 99% of the time triggered by the vaccination. There are people who say that they have children born today. They've always been something wrong, but I'm like, they're giving medications to pregnant women. They're injecting pregnant women with flu yes. vaccines and DCAP yes. vaccines, which have never been tested on pregnant women. Read the yes. vaccine packet inserts, it will tell you. You have these babies being attacked in a toxic world. I mean, generation upon generation upon generation, it's going from one toxic spill, another toxic spill to another toxic spill. We're at the point, we're at the tipping point where everyone between the food and the environment, I mean, this is a, a collective contribution of our bodies getting sick and getting poisoned. Yes. The vaccines just seem to be pulling the trigger because they're directly injecting poison. At least when you eat food, what do you have? You have your gut. You have your immune system to right. fight off or at least right. try to fight off something. When you breathe, when someone coughs on you, at least you have your immune system through your, through your lungs and through your breathing. When someone directly injects poison and, and these neurotoxic metals and carcinogenic materials into a baby that's newly developed, I mean, it's not rocket science when you start peeling back the layers and really learning. I mean, learn the ingredients, learn what they do to the body, and you're going to be floored because I was. 2011 was the year for me of my awakening. My daughter was in a very bad place, as I stated before. Did not grow an inch, did not gain a pound. She was not sleeping. My family did not sleep. It was pure hell almost every single day between the screaming, not being able, you know, the behaviors, um, her not eating. I mean, she lived on McDonald's Happy Meals, pizza, angle waffles, and cocoa puffs. You know, I mean, I'm horrified to share wow. that with you, but that was the fact. That was the truth. I'm not a hypocrite. I did not know any better. Um, you know, right. you do the best you can with what you have. And back then I didn't That's know much. Right. And, um, mm -hmm. when basically what had happened is I ended up in a ball in a corner, crying my eyes out to God saying, I can't take this anymore. My kid was completely out of control. I could not live like this anymore. She was just about turning. She was nine years old. She was, it was the year she was turning 10. And I just had it out with God. I hashed it out with him, man. And I said, you know what? I'm done. Take us now because I'm done or <laughs> help me. Help wow. me. Yeah. Show me what yeah. I need to do to help my daughter because I know she's not right. These doctors keep saying she's right. And let me tell you, I went to all the specialists. I went to geneticists. I went to neurologists. I went to pediatric specialists. I went to developmental doctors. I've been to, she's been... I mean, you name it, I've been there to try to figure out what the heck is going on. And these mainstream doctors kept trying to tell me there was nothing wrong. And I knew they were full of it because I would get copies of the blood work. And you could clearly see the blood work is not okay. The liver enzymes are completely off. This is off. That is off. I mean, I actually had to learn how to read blood work that these doctors are clueless. And yeah, um, yeah. Hey, seriously. So I hashed out with God. I was like, you know, that's it. I can't do this anymore. And literally, I, I don't remember how, but somehow, some way, the book Healing and Preventing Autism got to me. 
I got that book. I read that book, and I just was glued. I was pouring my eyes, crying as I was reading through that book because red flag, like every, it was just like light bulb, not red flag, light bulb, like bing, 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 bing. Like, oh, my God, this makes sense. So everything I'm reading here is what we went through. Like this, everything that I read in this book made sense. But what I loved about the book is that it wasn't this whole community that I've been completely told and brainwashed to believe that this is just something neurological. Oh, she was born this way. There's nothing you can do to a whole other community on this other side going, no, there's something more. Something happened to our kids. There's things we can do to help treat them naturally to help them get better. And this is how and this is why. So because this side wasn't helping me, I was interested in knowing what the other side had to say. What, could, what, could, what did I have to lose at that point except my sanity because it was completely gone? Actually, I didn't lose it at that point. So that, that started the whole new, the whole new chapter of, of me learning and digging and trying to figure out what was, what was up with these vaccinations because I truly wanted, when I started researching my vaccine, the vaccines, I went in with the mind frame of, I'm going to disprove that it wasn't the vaccine. It has nothing to do with vaccines. And the reason why I did that is because I didn't want the guilt. I didn't want the shame. I didn't want to say it's my fault. It was my, I'm Mm -hmm. the one that brought it to the doctor. I'm the one that handed her over. I'm the one that didn't listen to my gut intuition. I, I couldn't face that. I wasn't ready to face that. So, you know, it's just, Real quick, what yes. was the name of that book again that you that you read that kind of educates you about what autism? Kicked, what was the name of that book? It was called Healing and Preventing Autism. You can get it on Amazon. It's like 10 bucks, and it's going to be the most valuable thing. It's like the Autism Bible. I tell people to get it. Um, another great um, book is it's literally called the Autism Journey Book, and it's from TACA, Talk About Curing Autism. You can get that at www.taca, T-A-C-A, now, and O-W.org. And um, that is a fantastic um, resource for those who have children on the autism spectrum who are newly diagnosed that want to learn more about the biomedical, uh, about tests to run, about what you can do to help treat and recover your, like, everything. And it's all free. It's autism families helping other autism families. Um, they were a huge for me. Here in New York, we have a chapter. They have chapters throughout the states. You can look it up on the website. And um, mm-hmm. such a great support system. If they don't have a chapter in, in, your, in your state, you can call up and get a mentor. And a mentor is a person like me who has been recovering their child for three or more years, who's gone through a training to help other parents network and learn and support, you know, because, you know, it's not easy, man. Um, When I learned Mm -hmm. what I did and I started learning about the vaccines and everything was pointing that it was the vaccines. I mean, when you learn the ingredients and you really start researching it, I mean, so many people go right to the CDC website. It's like, yeah, okay, you can listen to the CDC all you want, but let's start peeling back the layers and looking at independent researching. Let's look at the people who don't benefit from the sales of vaccines because as you start doing your research, you learn a lot of conflicts of interests are out there. Um, I think everybody understands that Big Pharma owns pretty much almost everything. Um, and, and the conflicts of interest run very deep in the CDC. So I guess um, 
your knowledge on that conflict of interest is going to determine whether you're going to take their word or not on what they post right? Um, in regards to studies. But I always encourage looking for independent studies because there's plenty of them out there and research that is out there from those who do not benefit either way because that's where you're going to get your truth and your facts from. Besides, there's just so many parents now. Like, you can't hide it. If it's not in your family, right. you know somebody. Right. It's, it's exactly. just undeniable exactly. now. And and yep. it's it's gotten that bad and to that point. And and if you look at the schedule, like I mentioned earlier, I mean, when I was a kid, I had eight vaccines. In the 80s, we had about 10 vaccines they gave out, total of 10 doses, yeah. I believe it was. When I, yeah, I think it was like five, it was four or five different vaccines, and it was like 10 doses total in the 1980s. And I think they said it was like one in 10,000. I mean, like I said, I never, I think I knew one person with asthma when I was in, in elementary school, and that's it. You know, yeah. like, like nobody yeah. heard of this. And now it's like Mm-mm. the special education totally took over public school system. And there's many buses and everywhere. The, and I think what's it's, hurting it's, me to see the evening news, when you see these children and the teachers trying to deal with these behavior, you know, pulling the kids out of the classroom, dragging them through the schools. And oh, they, it is teachers, they, it's, it's disheartening. I, I don't mean to interrupt, but it's, this is what my, my thing is with these teachers. They are not therapists. They are not, like, our children, some people may get angry with this statement because I used to at first. Our children don't belong in public school. I used to get very angry when someone would say that to me in the very beginning. But I understand why now because you know why? Our children deserve better than what the public school systems offer us. They don't know how to help our children because our children are brain injured brain injured, they're looking at our children that there's a social awkwardness or there's a learning delay. There's far, far more than that going on with all of these children. And they deserve a better place, a place that could offer nutrition and biomedical and and teaching these kids how to heal the gut. And then, you know, it's just they're lost. The teachers are lost. The kids suffer. The parents are lost. The, The kids suffer. The doctors are just listening to whatever the CDC tells them. The kids suffer. It's really up to us at this point to be proactive in our own family's health because the answers are truly out there. It's just that the propaganda has spread out so big and so far for this agenda. (laughs) And, uh, we need to really just focus on waking up parents and letting them know that there seriously is side effects, serious side effects that could happen with these vaccines, and that is really up to them, not their doctor, not, not their mom or their uncle or their sister or their friend to do the research and tell them what to do because ultimately when you make that decision, and I promise you if you fully research vaccines, you will, you will realize what those vaccines entail. You're not going to want to make them come near your children. It's going to be the easiest decision you make, but ultimately it has to be your own because when you do go to a doctor for some reason, if for some reason you need to go and they do try to drill you, you need to be able to understand why you're standing up for yourself. You can't just do it because right. someone else said, oh, the vaccine hurts her kids. So right. I don't want to do it. Right. No, I don't want people to do that. I want, I want to encourage right. y'all to do your research. Don't listen to what I say. I want you to hear my story, but I even more so want you to do your due diligence and research because 
the information is truly out there, and it's mind-blowing when you learn, you know, the pharmaceutical companies cannot be sued. I learned that the hard way. Um, the, there's only a federal vaccine compensation program, and that was developed in 1986. Um, Ronald Reagan signed that reluctantly, from what I heard, because um, the pharmaceutical companies were getting civil lawsuits coming up against them right. due to children being injured and dying from their vaccines. The pharmaceutical companies yeah. said, we're going to go bankrupt. The government says, you keep going. We're not going to hold you liable. Boom, federal vaccine compensation program is, is, is alive, well, and running for the childhood vaccine schedule. And a lot of people don't even know that. And then they put a right. statute of limitations on top of that, three years. You know, I found out when my daughter was 13 years old exactly what happened to her. So now I can't, even, I can't go after the doctor who, who, in my opinion, was malpractice because they continued to vaccinate her when I was giving them red flags that, you know, I, I want, I, I was saying to them, I was gaslighted my concerns about her changing after the vaccine. So I can't go after the doctor. They're protected by the government. They're private. You can't go after the pharmaceutical companies because they're protected. And then you learn that there's only one court that you can go to that one in three cases even get heard. And it's past, it's past three, three years. So you're left on your own. You're literally left yeah. on your own. If something happens to your kid, good luck trying to get money and, and getting a claim submitted and, and, and anything to help your kid. You'll be very, very lucky if you get anything. But, but if they this said is that national vaccine, uh, that National Vaccine Injury Compensation Program set up to the pharmaceutical is a bank where all pharmaceutical companies are to put money in there to compensate the damages that these vaccines or oh, shots are doing to We pay children. for it. Every vaccine that's given, 75 cents of every vaccine that's given goes to that compensation program. The taxpayers pay. We pay for it. That's, oh. that's how they get their money to pay out the claims. Yes, we pay for it. They don't pay for it. Uh-uh-uh. They, they create oh. it. We pay for it. Yes. Man, yeah. that's yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it's it, <laughs> there's devil to the details, and and if anyone is ready to look for their details, you're going to be floored. Like the HHS, the HHS, HHS is a Health and Human Services. One of their jobs when the when the federal vaccine compensation program was developed and all this stuff happened was to continue their quote vaccine studies to make sure that. We have the safest vaccines that this is not going to happen anymore, right? Well, all these years have gone by. In the past year or so, I don't know if you heard of him, but um, Dale Bigtree, he used to be a producer. He's a medical journalist that was a producer of mm -hmm. the big TV talk show that's still going on, The Doctors. He left it. Um, <clears throat> Mr. Dale Bigtree and Robert Kennedy Jr., he's, everybody knows yeah. Kennedy. Um, he's very yeah. well known for it. He's a lawyer. He does the environmental stuff. Um, they came together because both of them are very concerned when they found out, I mean, we could be on here forever. I mean, the CDC whistleblower with VAC, the documentary, people watch that. You will learn. Um, that's how Dell got involved. But Kennedy watched that film. He learned more. He started his investigations yeah. with vaccines. They came together, and basically they learned that the HHS, they, they um, put in a petition to basically they – wanted the HHS to send to them all of the studies they've been doing the past 30 years. Like they wanted the HHS to prove to them that they have been doing what they're supposed to be doing the past 30 years in regards to vaccine safety. 
and they sued them for that information. And this is all in the past year. This is all very new and recent. And what had come back was they had nothing to give. They had nothing to give. Kennedy and, and Big Tree won because the HHS has not done one safety study in the past 30 years. Not one. It's all black and white so documented. So the people that were in charge of safety did nothing. It's, it's, it's mind-blowing. It's mind-blowing. So they just recently did um, – I know they're going back and forth, and they're trying, they're trying to go about it the smart way of, of holding these people accountable for these children, the thousands, hundreds and thousands of children who are severely affected by vaccines because the families get gaslighted. They, you know, they create hate and, and, and craziness with this whole anti-vax movement. Yes. And yes. it's like, yes. I'm not anti-vax. Yes. I vaccinated my children and my daughter almost died from that vaccine. So why in God's name would I ever want to inject her again? You know, like it just doesn't My, make sense, and they just try to create this 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 nastiness. You know, getting yeah. trying to get people against each other instead of having them really educate themselves because it's about money. It's always about money. It's a mm -hmm. billion dollar industry. They have tons of vaccines they plan on adding. They want to shoot everybody up from cradle to grave. Healthcare 2020 is their plan. As an adult, you think you're, they're not coming after you? They plan on coming after you, too. Absolutely. They want to get it to the point where you want your driver's license. Are you up to date with your vaccines? You want to buy a house? Are you up to date with your vaccines? You want to travel out of the country? Are you up to date? This is what their plan is, and this is what they're going to try to push if we do not stop them. So they're very active right now trying to remove vaccine exemptions. They did it in California. You notice the big measles, Disneyland right. scare. What happened shortly after that? They removed their exemptions. Yep. What just happened in New York? Right. Oh, the measles scare. Guess what they just introduced? Yep. They want to take away mm -hmm. our religious exemptions. They did that in Connecticut, right. and they're doing that in Maine as well, and they're going to continue to push that and try to take our rights away. And it is no. terrifying. I want to go back to the vaccinations uh, package uh, because, you know, when you go to the pharmacy and you pick up your prescription, it gives you a list of what's in there, the side effects and everything like that. Most parents aren't getting a, a printout of what their kids are being injected. They just go in and sign the little form and then they're out. So with the vaccine, vaccine package, that package they can get, would that give them more detail? And did you ever get a package when those doctors and nurses came in there when you requested mm -hmm. one? Um, nope. I never got a vaccine packet insert. And um, you, every parent has a right to request one. Will you get one? Um, probably not. Your doctor will probably change his demeanor, and he'll probably start trying to make you feel like a bad parent and try his hardest not to bring that insert to you because, Yes, it gives you every single detail you need to know about that vaccine. They have to by law. It will tell you every adverse reaction. It will tell you that there's been death. They'll tell you no compromised immune systems are supposed to be getting vaccinated, which is a huge red flag because there's so many people who have asthma, and the, and the parents will be like, oh, yeah, my kid got the flu shot because he has asthma. My doctor said to protect them. It's like, oh, my God. <laughs> 
it says right on the flu mm-hmm. vaccine that you don't give it to, you know, every vaccine. You're not supposed to give it to compromised systems, you know, systems. So the inserts are exactly the reason why they don't give it to you is because they don't want you to know. You could absolutely look it up on, online. There's a lot of vaccine packet inserts that are available online. A real insert is probably about two to three foot tall and about a foot or two feet wide. Very, very, very small, fine print. So it's not something you can read very easily 15 minutes at a pediatrician's office. It's something you would need to really take home, go through, get a magnifying glass out so you can read the fine print. But <laughs> it will give you every detail, you know, of that vaccine, how many kids had reactions, how many kids died, how many kids this, that, and everything else. The ingredients is the most important thing you want to know and understand because um, what happened with my daughter is like what I was speaking about before, epigenetics, right? How we mm-hmm. are, every walk of life is being affected because every walk of life can get poisoned. It depends on our vulnerabilities, our susceptibilities, our epigenetics. Well, apparently, something that is very common in all of these children who are on the autism spectrum, quote, autism spectrum, um, seem to have, when properly tested, is a mutation in the MTHFR gene. Now, what that means is if you have mutations in this MTHFR gene, which is located in your liver, it's an enzyme, it has to do with your detoxification process. If you have mutations, and depending on the severity and the certain you know, levels of mutations, because there's different variants, depends on how much your body's ability to detoxify is susceptible. So some kids have really bad detoxes systems. I can't speak today. Some kids may have one mm-hmm. variant and just has a little susceptibility. So the big thing that we had noticed collectively in talking to all these vaccine injury, you know, injured parents is that all these kids seem to have a mutation of some sort that seems to be a key link in a variable of um, susceptibility to getting over-toxified and getting injured by these vaccines and by general toxins in general. Um, So my daughter had a couple of variants. It typically comes from mom. I had myself tested and I have a variant. So I have one variant. My eldest daughter has a variant. My youngest daughter has a few of them. So she, by nature, already had some susceptibility. Then you have a newborn baby who is already naturally born vulnerable and susceptible, which is why we nurse, right? That's how we build the baby's mm-hmm. immune system. That's how God designed it. God did not mess up the design, okay? It is all designed mm-hmm. for a reason. So then you have a baby that's born susceptible already. She has this mutation, so her body can't detox properly. And then on top of that, we learned that she had autoimmune issues that we did not know about from her father's side. So now you have immune deficiency. So her own immune system doesn't even function properly to begin with. So now you have a baby born today who is, mm-hmm. you know, when, when a woman has a baby, everything, all that toxin that she has detoxes into that baby. Yes. They say if the woman wants to detox, have a baby. So that baby, yep. you may think first, your yep. baby is healthy. I, I'm going to be the first yep. one to tell you your, your baby's not healthy, okay, because you're not yep. healthy. We are all not healthy. Because we are Correct. so living in such a toxic world, unless you have generation upon generation upon generation of unvaccinated, organic eating family 
you are not fully healthy. Your baby has, it has, has toxins from you. Okay. It's just how it is. Then yeah. they're injected. Yeah. So now you have an immune system issue that we did not know about because they don't test the babies. We have uh, a detoxification issue that we did not know about because they do not test the babies. And then you have just normal, natural being weak because that's how every baby comes into this world. Now add all those toxic injections, boom after boom after boom after boom. It's a matter of time. It's always just a matter of time. A friend of mine, her baby girl, 48 hours, less than 48 hours after the hepatitis B vaccine at 19 days old, went to sleep, never woke up. One vaccine did it. So it's all about susceptibility. I beg and implore anybody who is researching or thinking about vaccines, test your family. Look for compromised immune systems. Look for immune deficiencies. Look for MTHFR genetic mutations. This is all red flags that you have a higher risk of injury when you get injected. So that, that, that right there is warranted for a medical exemption. My daughter has a medical exemption because her body cannot tolerate these poisons. My family now has a medical exemption because we all have this. The kicker is I had learned with this MTHFR genetic mutation, any person who takes a live virus vaccine, that's going to be more, de- more toxic and more deadly to that person than a non-live virus. What happened at like 15 the months? Yes, like the flu shot. And what happened at my daughter's 15-month vaccine where she, restart, where she regressed? She had the MMR, which was live. She had the chickenpox, which was live. She had double whammy. And those two are, one of the, those two are in my opinion, the most toxic vaccines out there on the market. So she had, she was just, she had no chance. My girl had, she just had no chance because we just did not know. So, you know, when I learned what I did, go ahead. I'm going to share the story. My daughter's girlfriend, um, Claudia, pretty much ate, she was uh, organic, kind of um, eating on the green, and she's eating very healthy. She became pregnant. She had a baby at home. She had a natural birth and things like that. And it wasn't until um, her daughter was ready for school, pre-K or something, Mm -hmm. they told her she had to have some shots. So she takes the baby to get her shot. On Mm. the table, she has a seizure right there on the table. Yep. Immediately when they inject her, the baby went into a seizure. And she freaked out. She said, oh, no. And she stopped it right there. Because here in Georgia, you can have uh, an exemption, I think a written exemption, for not having your children being vaccinated. But as you said Philosophical, yeah. Yeah, they make you a villain, or they look at you like, how dare you do that? And some doctors and some pediatricians from some parents I've known will tell them, you can't bring your child here because he's not being vaccinated. And I tell my yeah, that's you bullying. hire him. Mm-hmm. Yes. Exactly. Yes. yes. Exactly. They're, they're to the point of bullying because the problem is, is like I said before, you know, this this has been – over a decade, I watched. I've watched it get like literally within one block square radius. There is seven houses that have autistic kids where I live right now, and that's just one block radius. 
I'm not wow. kidding when I say that the amount of children, like they, they try, I think the CDC tries to claim it's one in 35 kids with autism. I could tell you right now it's <laughs> one in every three kids. One in, it, it's worse than that. It is, like I said, it's not in your family. You know somebody with it. And the point is, is that yeah. you cannot hide it. You cannot hide it anymore. Mm-hmm. And these doctors are getting frustrated because there's more and more families like myself that are speaking up because we're tired of being silenced over what truly happened to our children, especially with a lot of us who know exactly. <laughs> we know it is, in fact, the vaccine. We, we, we went to, you know, I found MAPS doctors are a great doctor to find. MAPS stands for Medical Academy of Pediatrics for Special Needs. If you have a child on the autism spectrum, please find a MAPS doctor because they know the medical underlining conditions that our children deal with, gut issues, major gut issues, it's immune issues, it's food allergies. Mm -hmm. They need to be detoxed. Mm -hmm. They need to have their bodies supported. They are so, like my daughter, her heavy metal testing showed aluminum. She had the highest amount was aluminum, the second amount was mercury. Where did that come from? I didn't feed her aluminum. I didn't feed her mercury. How come these kids are finding such high levels of these toxic metals in their bodies, if it's not the vaccines, it comes. It's in the vaccines. How could it not be the vaccines? Yeah. It's just like it's 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 really mind blowing, you know. And then you have 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 people say, well, these doctors know. The doctors go to school, the medical school that is wined and dined by the pharmaceutical companies. <laughs> they pay for their seminars. They pay yep. for the brainwashing of Dr. Wakefield and Jenny McCarthy, the anti-vaccine movement. I mean, come on, guys. It's been like 20 years. If you actually read Dr. Wakefield's paper about the MMR study that he and seven other colleagues did, it wasn't his paper. It was a group of top gastroenterologists in the UK, um, he never claimed the MMR caused autism. What he had said in that paper, and if you read the paper, you will read it, that um, the MMR was causing severe bowel disease, notably in the children who received the MMR vaccine, the parents claimed they ended up autistic after it, and that further research is warranted. He never, ever said that. It was just an opportunity for the media to go crazy, to do their little anti-vaccine thing because they want to put fear in the public because, God forbid, you question their, their sacred cow, their cash cow of the vaccine program. God forbid somebody questions. It's amazing. I was talking to a parent the other day. You know, my daughter is severely allergic. And you know how I know? She had one ear infection in her life. And we gave her penicillin, and she broke out in a rash. I called up the doctor. I said, my girl is in a rash. I've never seen this before. My first daughter did not do this. He's like, stop giving her penicillin. It's the penicillin. I'll have to write her another script. Okay. Why is it that a doctor will have no problem when you call up and say the medication developed a rash or the medication is making my children sick, but when you call up and say, hey, we just had the yep. MMR vaccine, which is a medication, by the way, but my daughter is now banging her head against the wall, throwing herself against the floor, arching her back, doing log rolls side to side and uncontrollably screaming. Oh, no, it's not the wow. vaccines. It's definitely not the vaccines. Your to- it's toddler just misbehaving. Your, your toddler's just trying to get your attention. 
I, I, I crap yeah. you not. That's what I was told. I have been personally told that. So it, it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's amazing to me how they pick and choose what's safe and what's not when they have conclusively, without a doubt, know that there's no such thing as a safe and effective vaccine, which is why they had the federal vaccine compensation program created, you know, and and it's just so much misinformation and it's frustrating because these doctors, these doctors, I think a lot of them think they're doing the right thing, but the small minute, amount of doctors who actually research further into the parents and listen to the parents are the ones that they call quacks, the ones that have learned, holy crap, something is going on with these vaccines. Holy crap. Why, mm-hmm. why did, mm-hmm. you know, the first half of my pediatric off, you know, when I first started my practice, pediatric practice, I spoke to one of my MAPS doctor at the time. What got him into doing what he did is because he said, in the beginning of my residency, in the beginning of my practice, you didn't see this. And he goes, and then all of a sudden, it seems like in the 90s and the 2000s, more and more kids started, you know, whacking themselves in the head, started making weird kicks, you know, blinking their eyes, you know, making flappy. Yes. And he said he noticed it. And instead of being blind to it, he investigated. And he, right. the reason why he's a math doctor today helping these children is because he is one who investigated it. He didn't go by just what the CD said. He went further and deeper. And when anyone does that, it blows the whole lid off of what's going on. And you will completely see and understand why we have an epidemic of neurologically, biologically sick, developmentally delayed, and disabled children. I mean, my daughter Mm -hmm. is going to be 18 this year. I have to get custodial ship of her. You know how heartbreaking that is, that I I have to get – custodialship from my 18-year-old because she cannot be alone for the rest of her life. She is not able to, um, she's very vulnerable, very impressionable. Somebody could take advantage of her very easy. Although and she's very we, beautiful, we, too. She's a beautiful girl. Uh, very beautiful. Thank you. We, I mean, we worked so hard. It's been eight years now since, we, since starting the recovery. It was October of 2011. We started biomedical treatments, meaning cleaning up the food, like we talked about earlier, you know, GMO, pesticides, toxins, get rid of that crap. It is poison. Get organic food. It does make a difference. I can't even tell you. I, my family has been organic, non-GMO for eight years. If we eat that other food, we feel it. We get sick. My husband got such a headache the other day because he just like said, screw it. I'm going to buy a salad from a pizzeria, wherever he was actually was starving. And he had a migraine all day. And, and I'm like, it's pesticides. He goes, I know. It's, it's, it's insane. It really does make a difference. I just took the gluten and the dairy out. And within, within two weeks, she was brushing her teeth because she was a little bit independent at the time. And all of a sudden, I hear, Mommy! And I'm like, oh, God, oh, no. What's going to happen now? She's like, Mommy! And she comes running out, and you can hear her little feet. She looks at me right in the eye and she goes, Mommy, I could talk. And she's like, I could talk. Wow. And I just started crying my eyes out because that was the beginning of our journey. And all I did was clean up her food. I went to McDonald's. I said, Give me all of your packaging. Here's 10 bucks. They said, Just take the packaging. I made my organic, gluten, dairy, soy free chicken nuggets, stuck it in the McDonald's Happy Meal. I made my own organic french fries, <laughs> stuck it in the Happy Meal. 
I, I swear that's what I did. I got my almond milk. I put it in the happy. I said, this is your new happy meal. This is what you're going to eat. She was not happy for a couple of days, but you know what? The frown turned upside down because she realized she was getting better because her gut was healing because that moment when she said I could talk, it clicked because once the gut starts healing, the gut and the brain connection starts healing. And then whatever starts getting blocked starts opening up and they're able to communicate. A lot of the behaviors go away too. Like my daughter's a completely different kid. I have raw footage of where she was before we started any biomedical, and you could see her today, completely different kid. At least she is healthy now. She has, she has grown over a foot and gained over, fi- um, over 50 pounds since we learned what we did because she had mitochondrial dysfunction too. That's another thing that a lot of people don't realize is going on. Mitochondria is our powerhouse cells. That's what keeps us, giving us energy. That's our fuel. That's our food. If that is damaged, or if that is attacked, that you could die. My, my, severe mitochondrial dysfunction, it, it's a, it could be really seriously deadly. It's basically taking your refrigerator, unplugging it, and saying, good luck to your food. Let's see how long your food is going to stay fresh. That's what was happening to my daughter's body. That's why she didn't grow an inch. That's why she didn't gain a pound. When we started implementing the right treatments, supplementing nutritionally where she was deficient, cleaning up her diet, getting rid of all the food allergies that she had that we learned about, getting rid of gluten, dairy, soy, and just started healing her with homeopathy and detoxing her gently. Little by little by little, she just continued to get better and better and better. And the icing on the cake has been the CBD by far, and, uh, which is cannabis. It's hemp diverged CBD, full-spectrum oil. We don't use medical marijuana. I use something that is legal in all 50 states, and it has been amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, this kid can now communicate. She could express her needs and wants. Um, she's been showing empathy, which is amazing for children like her. Um, she does a lot of things on her own, even though she needs some assistance. Um, but from where we were at to where she is now, she is happier. She is at peace with what she knows what happened to her. She's at peace with everything. She's not in pain. And ultimately, right now, it's just about making sure she has the best possible life I can provide for her. I just want her happy, pain-free, and, and just make the best of what we got. That's pretty much where we're at now. And in doing that, you know I'm gonna, I just... I want to take a break here, and we're going to come back, because let me tell you something. Um, I did a workshop today on um, grain. So gluten, non-gluten, uh, milling your own flour, soaking your grain, and I was sharing with my uh, the class I had today that uh, about a story about a young man who was um, manic depressed, always in the room, dark, wasn't eating, mm-hmm. just uh, having a whole bunch of health issues. His sister decided to start soaking the grain, grain, and using gluten free, and immediately mm-hmm. he hadn't been speaking to no one, been sad, whatever. He started coming out having a conversation. Oh, yeah. And they know that that gluten has a profound effect. And see, the grain we have now is not the grain that Jesus had back in the days. That's not the same stuff, you know. So we, and then you have the fight. The is so messed up. Food. It is. It's yeah. messed up. But we're going to take a break, and we're going to be back. We're going to remind our listening audience, you're on the D-Hour Network, and this is Marsha Thaddison for your help. And we have the Autistic Warrior, Heather 
Okay, let me get your last name right together. Turano, Turano, Turano. Yes, I just tore that Turano. up. Turano. Yeah. Turano. <laughs> Turano. Okay. Turano, All right, we'll be it. right back on the Howard Network. Thank you. Okay, I'm having some technical difficulty getting this music going here, so just bear with me. <laughs> so good. Okay, Heather, while I'm trying to get the music together, tell us how, what were the first steps of changing your daughter's diet and what you implemented in her um, food at, in the beginning? Um, well, for, for her, because when we started everything, she was 10. So it's, it's, like I said, I wish I knew back then what I know now because it's so much easier to do this when it first happens. Um, as soon as you see and you notice something terribly wrong, implementing treatment is that's that's going to be the do or die of, of how much you're going to be able to recover and help your child. Um, for my daughter, she was 10. She, like I said, she had a certain way of eating already. It was already very picky. So my plan of action was getting the better versions of the stuff she was eating already. So <laughs> she only ate pizza and waffles and the McDonald's happy meal. And like I said, that's why, um, I went down to McDonald's and I got all the packaging so I could make my own chicken nugget happy meal for her. Um, I, I got all of the ingredients to make my own vegan, you know, gluten, dairy-free, soy-free pizzas. Um, you know, the waffles, you can find gluten-free waffles in your grocery store or you can make them handmade. Um, in the mm-hmm. very beginning, as her tummy got better, she started to try more foods. So, like, the first couple of weeks, it was still just a lot of rotating the stuff that she liked and, like, buying the organic version of the cereals that she liked, you know. So, it was just like a weaning process. I, You know, it's not – I like to work with families because of, you know, they think that you have to take everything and just throw it in the trash and start, you know, cold turkey. And, you know, I didn't do that. I completely understand. You know, it's not, it's not an easy thing, um, but, it's, but it's definitely going to be worth it. And just little by little, I would start purchasing better food. So, like, the ketchup from from Heinz ketchup is no longer there. Now I got my organic ketchup, you know, as, as, as we switched everything. But what I loved is that she wanted to try things. So I was starting to make, like, broccoli florets, and I would cut up carrots and make carrots, and I would put it with her chicken and her fries, and she started eating it, which was amazing because – she was so picky with what she ate, but it seemed like as time went on, the more her gut healed, the more she was receptive and open to trying new things, no matter what that may entail. I mean, she has a lot of food allergies, so it cuts back on a lot of different things that she can have. You know, gluten, dairy, soy is very much and pretty much every processed food out there. Um, right. so you'll want to stay away from processed food anyways, but like cookies and stuff, like right. when you're transitioning, you know, um, that's what I say to people is just, you know, 
just transition. Get get your family or get your child going from the food that we're, we grew up on to the food that we should have grown up on. <laughs> you know, <laughs> flop it. Get rid of the pesticides and go to what food used to be, real food. Oh. And, um, you know, and, and definitely um, – it's it's so hard because you could say, yeah, give them fruits, give them vegetables, give them this, this. I mean, we all know what we got to give them, but the problem is, is that they don't eat that way. So I love that. Um, that's why I mentioned Taka. Talk about curing autism on on their website. They have so much resource when it comes to diet. Um, they have recipes. They have kid friendly recipes. They have. Um, information and and recommendations on how to switch foods. I mean, there's a lot of great resources out there. Um, Generation Rescue is another resource that's awesome. It's generationrescue.org. It's another great organization that's helping treat and recover um, children and help their families. They give family grants to help people get going because, of course, everything is out of pocket. Insurance doesn't cover anything because it's healthy. So um, <laughs> they want to cover things that keep you sick. Um, these things make you healthy. So um, you're going to be paying out of your pocket, but it, it has been absolutely worth it. I mean, I, I, I literally put everything on the line to help my daughter. It was either pay the mortgage or, or pay to heal my daughter, and my daughter got the healing she needed, and we're not living in the house anymore. We have a, a different house. It took a couple years to get on our feet. But it was worth not telling everybody has to do what I did, but I'm just saying that I don't regret one moment of any second of any decision that I had made in order to get my daughter to where she is today because that's how profoundly different and how much of a better place that her quality of life has improved insanely since changing all of these types of things since doing the diet, eating the clean food. Um, then the second major thing is getting, you know, getting the vitamins checked. Our kids are so deficient in vitamins, yes. especially the minerals, because yeah. heavy metal toxicity eats up your natural minerals in your body, and our body yes. needs yes. certain yes. minerals to thrive. Yes. And yes. these metals are robbing these children because they're so toxic of these metals. So I have noticed um, mineral deficiency is severe in our kids. So definitely um, get the vitamins checked because, you you know, like me in the beginning, I just bought everything. I was just like, I can fix my kid. I'm going to buy everything, you know. Like I, just, <laughs> I went through a lot of money, a lot of time and a lot of money um, trying to figure things out. So I like to cut the chase and, and help everybody else by going, guess what? You could go get blood work done and you'll know exactly what to purchase for your children versus buying right. all these different things that they may not even need. So um, definitely right. I'm all about individualization because although our children seem to be hurt in the same areas and all seem to have the similar problems, they are all different levels because again, epigenetics, right? So um, the food is so important, getting rid of high inflammatory proteins like the gluten, the dairy, the soy, because it rips up the intestines. It causes leaky gut syndrome, which then opens up another big can of worms. Um, when you get rid of that, it starts helping the gut heal. 
Yeast is huge, candida in the gut. That was a huge thing we had to um, detox because of the yeast proteins that are in the vaccines, the yeast that we already naturally have in our body, and that's being overgrown because of the sugar and the processed foods and the GMOs that feed it, that makes it grow and make it worse and makes us sick. Um, so we had to do all of that. Um, it's just like it's as you go through step-by-step, little-by-little, it slowly gets better. Um, I I, I know a hand – I've known parents that just get so crazy. They do all this doctor hopping, and they do 5 million different protocols at one time, and this poor kid, you know, you see the kid just going a little bit nuts. I just recommend for everybody just do one step at a time. I always say do one step at a time. Find a good math doctor. Again, Medical Academy of Pediatrics with Special Needs. You could Google it. I think it's math.org or something, but Google it. And um, you can look up for a math doctor near you. Always get the guidance of a professional. Um, holistic homeopathy, chiropractic care. Um, those, the centers that are talking about treating autism are the ones you want to go to. Those are the ones that are going to help you figure out what it is that you need to do to help get your babies back, get them back on track. Um, yeah. <laughs> like, like you were saying earlier, I think it's so hard to have to take guardianship over your daughter who's 18. And I'm meeting mm-hmm. so many parents, you know, you they can't take the children in the store. Um, these grocery stores that now allows you to do pickup or delivery service, um, these kids, you know, because they have uh, a tantrum or what people look at you like you don't have control of your child. And in reality, they're sick. And we have more and more of a population of young people that are sick. I always tell people, we don't have to worry about the Russians or anybody can come and get us. They can easily walk in and take us because the next generation is going to be so sick. They won't be able to defend them. Oh, yeah. We need to have take care of our children and no mother wants their ch- to outlive their child they want their kids to have a long healthy life and Natasha Campbell McBride she's had the gap diet um she's gonna she was on my show and I'm a, actually uh, we did an, another interview that we're going to air later that she said one out of two by 2024 of autistic kids is growing. But people are waking up, like you said, and they want their babies, and they're now taking steps to make their kids better and get their kids back from ADHD, bipolar, schizophrenic. I'm seeing Mm -hmm. this. I'm witnessing these people and these kids come back. And that the gut and the frontal lobe of that brain where all the action happens, I tell people Adam and Eve got kicked out of the garden because they what they ate. We're now getting kicked out of our mind, body, and soul because of what we're eating. So you know the Creator is and injecting already. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and injecting. You know, the, the Creator said to keep the yes. blood pure. You're gonna go by that Bible. Yes. He says to keep the blood pure for a reason. He pre-warned us about yes. this. You know, people are yes. like, I, I've heard pro say, oh, well, you know, God gave us medicine. Da, 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 da. No, I, no, no, honey. God, God, you know, God gave us medicine, but it grows from the ground. It's in the trees. It's in the mm-hmm. herbs. It's in the food. That's God's medicine. Not, not the yes. chemicals that you create. 
Okay, humans trying yes. to act as God created this sickness, Ooh. created uh-huh. the chemicals, yes. created the stuff you see all around. Okay, God did not mess up the design. We are born perfect in his, yes. in his vision. That's it. You know, and exactly. and it it just it blows my mind. But the pro-vaxxers are like the science, science, science people, and it's like, well, uh, <laughs> your science isn't holding up. So you know, <laughs> maybe you should think twice about that science, um, because the science is showing that 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 the stuff that you're creating is not helping us. Okay, and and. Western medicine isn't 100% bad. That's not what I'm saying because it's my, you know, God forbid you get in a car accident, someone loses a limb, we need our surgeons, we need, you know, we need certain medicine. The problem happened when someone crossed the line. The line has been crossed somehow, some way along the way of where the dollar bill means more than a human life. And that's what we have seen today. Now they just care about getting you in there, getting you, you know, what do, what do medications do? Do they, the last per, what person do you know that's on medications that says, oh, yeah, I'm not taking medications anymore. I feel great. <laughs> and you hear that? You hear that? They're no. taking medications. No. Oh, yeah, I got to go get more prescription. I got to get it refilled. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's not really helping. But my doctor said, use this one and now use this one and put them together and my brain's going to explode yep. and I'm going to be on the toilet, but who cares? You know, uh, you know, it's band-aids. It's band-aids because doctors yeah. get money. They get kickbacks for every prescription they write, especially if they're working with a sp- specific pharmaceutical company. Um, mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. pediatrician's office with the insurance companies, they have, they hold things over their head. They have to have a certain amount of uh, patients vaccinated for them to get their bonuses. I mean, it's, it's money-driven now. It's not about health care. It's about sick care. Chemotherapy, anybody who studies that will find that 98% of people who take chemotherapy will end up with cancer again and ultimately die if they do not fight it naturally. This is a fact. They are killing our people. And these doctors get kickbacks for every person they recommend to take chemotherapy. It is everywhere. It is everywhere. It's just about looking. People are afraid to look. I don't know if they're just so fluorinated and dumbed down at this point that they don't understand how to look or what to look at, or if they're just so brainwashed by television programming. I mean, programming. It's called television programming for a reason. Um, Turn off the damn TV. Stop listening to the propaganda. (laughs) Start looking at the, the truth. Because that's yeah. the only place and you're going to find it. You have to look for it. Right. You're right. You're right. And I, I stand in agreement with you. And like I would tell people, I truly believe we've become, we've, we're busy paying the bills. Uh, and a lot of times we've become so engrossed, as you say, with television and reality. Mm-hmm. And I always tell people, stop watching those reality programs because our reality is we know it's being shaken big time. And that reality it's going to affect the next generation, and it's important for us to teach the next generation how to take care of their body. What is the prototype of how that looks like? Bringing them back into the kitchen to make the basic homemade meals yes. that our grandparents and our great grandparents yes. grew up with. And grow your own food. You know, we can we can do better by growing our own food. So it's important for us to take. 
putting the power of good health back into our hands, not in someone else's hands. It's in our hands because what we put in our hands, in terms, we put inside of us. So, and we absolutely put it in our children. I mean, people. It, we, it, it seems like people are. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry, it cut out. No, you're good. Go ahead. <laughs> I was just going to get a little dip for a second. What I was going to say is that it just seems like people are so worried about what Kim Kardashian is wearing and what what his <laughs> her her husband is saying before they do any research on vaccines, and that is disheartening. You know, like you said, mm-hmm. I mean, we have a whole generation. This is this is on a serious note. We have a whole generation that's yeah. been wiped out. I don't think people understand that. I don't yeah. think yeah. they really profoundly understand how serious this has become because the media yes. is not saying we have an autism epidemic. They're saying we have a measles epidemic. Yeah. 24 people got the yeah. measles in New York. Oh my God, it's an epidemic. Yeah. But yet every other family has autism in their family, but it's not an epidemic. We don't celebrate autism because these are children who can't speak. These are children who are, can't yeah. wipe their own asses. They have, they're in diapers. They can't feed themselves. Never mind learning their ABCs and one, two, threes. How, where are a policeman going to be? Where, who's going to be the next president? Who's going to be the next teacher? Yeah. Who's going to be the next dancer? Who's going to be the next farmer? Who's going to be the next yeah. anything? If we have a whole generation of neurologically damaged, injured children, it, it's, it's, yes. it's not going to happen. And the second generation, the generation now is on its way out if we don't stop this. This has to end now. There's no time left because you're, these kids today, if they're born healthy and they and if they survive, what I say is survive the vaccines. If they survive the vaccines, they are the ones who are going to have to take care of kids like my daughter when I'm dead. Yeah. Who's going to take yeah. care of all these yeah. kids? Let me tell you, my daughter's generation—they're aging out into the system for adults. There's no people are like, oh, this has always been around. It's better diagnosing. Uh, a great book to read, I want everyone to read, is called Denial by Mark Blackshaw. And it will give you the science that this has never always been here and that this has been absolutely created and that it has been crazy, crazy inflated the past 10 to 20 years. Um, he has all wow. the details in it. He is a father. He, he, is, um, he works with the Canary Party, which is a party of – families who believe in vaccine choice. He has a daughter that is also vaccine injured on the autism spectrum, like my daughter, older, like my daughter. And, and um, he wrote a, a great book and um, with, a, with another co-author, I forgot his name, but if you Google it, you'll find it. Um, but it just simply did not exist. What we see today did not exist back then teachers will tell you, teachers who've been teaching for 20 years will tell you, they, I mean, these kids are biting themselves. They're biting other people. They're banging their heads against the wall. They can't speak. Mm -hmm. They're throwing things. They're having behaviors. They can't sit in class. This did not exist. This is something you cannot miss. You cannot miss it. You see it a mile away when a kid has a problem. And it floors me that people are still like, ugh. (laughs) Like, really? Yeah. But, you know, Heather, even if I look at the evening news, I can look at the evening news and tell that these killings that people are doing, the kids are sick, the young people are sick, ADHD, bipolar, schizophrenic, and other depression, and then the 
a lot of these people are on antidepressant medication, which can bring yeah. on other symptoms and behavior and suicidal thoughts. So we are a sick community, and we have to go back yeah. to healing that gut to heal that mind. We're going to take a break because I know we pulled some great information out of you, but we're going to give you a break. And um, I think I got, got a few more minutes to go. I got to get my girl in her in her bedtime mood. <laughs> okay, you know what? I am having difficulty with this music today. I don't know why it's doing that. But um, I want to remind our listening audience, to all you for your help, anyone listening to our program today, the radio show advice, all this information presented here is for the purpose of information and education only. It should not be construed as offering you medical advice or diagnosis or treatment for any illness, injuries, condition, or prevention of any health problem. The listening audience should consult with their licensed practitioner or their doctor for proper diagnosis and treatment. Now, I truly believe going into your doctor's office with some information in your hand to educate you and your family on better health. Guess what, doctor? I was reading this book, and I'm reading this information, and I would like to know what steps can I do to make my health better. You know, if you, and then find, if you don't have a doctor you can work with, fire them and find you another one. I mean, why keep paying someone that's not looking out for your interests? So we want someone to be able to look out for our interests and our kids' interests. Isn't that right? Absolutely. I mean, they should be working with you, not against you. You hire them. It's not the opposite. You you absolutely don't even, I mean, technically you don't even need to go to be. If your child is doing fine, you don't need to go to well visits. Well visits are specifically designed to inject your children with poison. That's that's coming straightly from me. You're injecting your children with poison. That's what vaccines are. Read the ingredients. The only reason why they call them well visits is because they think they are helping you get your child well. But the problem is, is when you ask doctors what's in those vaccines, none of them know. They don't get taught what's in vaccines. These medical these these the medical schools, like I said, are run by the pharmaceutical companies. They have a few days, a few, a few hours for a couple of days worth of vaccine information. And I say information, not training. They tell them, these are the diseases. This is, this is what these vaccines prevent. This is how to give, where to give, when to give. That's it. Nothing more. They're safe and effective. That's it. They, they don't, mm-hmm. they don't fully go into learning about what vaccines are, what the ingredients are, how they, I mean, when you go to a mechanic, a mechanic knows every single part of that, that car, right? Why doesn't a doctor right. know every single ingredient in the medications they're prescribing to people? I think that's something they should be knowing. Don't you? It, it, it yeah, but they that only doctors have no what... idea what they're injecting into the patients. But then when a patient says my kid is banging their head against the wall, you know, I read that aluminum in, in this vaccine and that it could cross the blood-brain barrier. And I think my kid has encephalitis, and they go, oh, no, it's not the vaccine. No. They have no clue. It's, it's scary. Wow. It's, it's very, very scary what, what is going on today. It truly is up to the, to the parents to figure all of this out. You know, the best decisions, I always say this, the best decisions are the fully informed ones. And I wish to God that I was fully informed because I know the choices 
that I had ultimately made would have been completely different. Both of my children mm-hmm. would have been very healthy. I mean, I, I have family members and I have friends that don't vaccinate their children, and they have children that are partially vaccinated, stopped vaccinating, had more children that are not vaccinated. Like, talk about studies. The CDC refuses to do an unvaccinated versus vaccinated study because that's the real, that's, that's going to be the real study to show you the proof, right? They refuse to do right, it even though right. they've been begged to do it all of these years. This has been going on for a very long time. Well, there are families doing it themselves because they have vaccine-injured children. They, can, they figure it out. They continue to have babies. They don't vaccinate them. And what happens? Those children are healthy. Those children aren't sick. Those children aren't autistic. Those children aren't having the issues that they're having. They might have a food allergy. They might come up with asthma. But you don't see the neurological damage that you're seeing today. You don't see it. And you can, you can clearly look in these families. And the families are going, where are the statistics? Look. Where are the study? Look. Vaccinate, fully vaccinated, autistic, partially vaccinated, ADD, not vaccinated, has asthma, not vaccinated, no problems, not vaccinated, no problems. Like, it, it's, it's not rocket science when you learn what the ingredients are because it's all about the poison. I mean, it's, it's just mind-blowing, and I really, really hope that everybody um, – Looks into this. Looks into this because it's, it's and you definitely know not a life you want to live. It 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 runs your life. I mean, we are we are isolated. We don't get to go to parties. We don't get to go to graduations. We don't get to go, you know, out to yeah. dinner. We don't get to go out to yeah. vacation. You love your vacations. You love getting fancy clothes, getting your nails done, hair done. Let me tell you, all that's going to be gone because you're going to be trying to come up with money to recover your child. And it's not fun. It's not happy. It's 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 not an easy thing to go through. Um, if you can prevent and, you it, know, you don't want it. You don't want this life. You can uh, people can check out YouTube now. The Vex, what's it called? Vex dot com. That that uh, website where interview you and your daughter. Where was that done, and who brought that together? Um, what happened was a few years ago, a documentary came out. It was supposed to be played at the Tribeca Film Festival here in New York City, and it was on the news. It was brought up some controversy. It's called Vaxxed from um, uh, something like Catastrophe. I can't even think today. But it's called Vaxxed. And basically what it was is a documentary exposing a CDC whistleblower named Dr. William Thompson, um, uh, another a college professor named Dr. Brian Hooker was um, already investigating and looking into CDC about vaccinations because he had a son with severe autism that he felt vaccines caused it. He's a professor um, in a, at a predominant university and um, very, very smart guy. And um, in doing so, he was calling up the CDC and trying to find out information in which the CDC connected him with Dr. William Thompson. And unbeknownst to Dr. Brian Hooker, he was about to get um, a big truth bomb sent to him that he never thought in a million years would happen. And if you watch the documentary, um, it will give you all the detail. But basically, a long story short, they recorded the conversation. And um, Dr. William Thompson basically said that they altered, manipulated, and chopped the data on the MMR autism study. He was involved. Dr. Susan Boyle ordered them to um, do so because what they were finding out is not only did the MMR 
cause autism, that it was even higher incidences in African-Americans that received this shot before the age of two by 265%. And also wow. in, um, also in um, what is it called, um, isolated autism cases, which basically is what happened to my daughter. She would be considered that when you um, develop normal and typical, and then after the MMR, you regress. That's exactly what happened to my daughter and many others. So um, basically the CDC, out of the 16 different vaccines, only looked at one vaccine, the MMR. So one study that they did um, actually turned out that it did cause autism. They were not satisfied with those results. This is back in 2000, 2001, around the same year that my daughter was born. And they knew what was going on. And instead of telling the public or recalling the shot or doing something that's ethical, um, they instead altered the data to make it look like there was nothing going on. The documentary will explain everything in regards to that, um, what they did and how they did it. And um, to make a long story short, they lied. They lied to the American public and hid the truth. And they demonized Andrew Wakefield um, to take the fall because of his, his discovery that there was measles in the guts of these kids and that there was severe gut inflammation going on in these kids that were diagnosed with autism. And it so happened to be after the MMR vaccine. Um, so Vax came out. It went haywire. They did not want it at the Tribeca Film Festival. There was pharmaceutical um, sponsors there that made it that very clear. So they were kicked out. And Robert De Niro reluctantly had to take it out. He has an autistic son. He saw Vax. He um, believes his wife when his wife said their son changed after vaccines. So he did not want it removed. But because of pressure from other co-owners that are pharmaceutical um, uh, money bags, I guess, uh, they had to remove it. So how the bus came about was, we all rebelled together and said, we're getting this in the movie theater. And long story short, it was all over the United States. A lot of us warriors and families um, that know our children are vaccine injured and what happened to our children came together and got this documentary screening in multiple theaters throughout the nation, um, even in other countries. Um, during that time, Polly Tommy and Jonathan Tommy, they are both in the film backs. Their son, Thomas, um, Tommy regressed after the MMR vaccine. They are from the UK. Um, they know Andrew Wakefield as well. Um, the reason why they know it was the, the MMR, because in the UK they get the MMR separately, because <laughs> they actually listen to the insert, I guess. And um, <laughs> they knew exactly what vaccine did this to him. So when Vax blew up and it was going all over the nation, Polly was getting, there were so many families coming forward saying, I want to tell my story, I want to tell my story, I want to tell my story. Yes. So what they did is they got an RV. Yeah, they got an RV. They wrapped it up with, the, you know, with Vax, the documentary, and they hit the road. And they drove all the way out here, New York. They went to Florida. You know, they just drew, drove as much as they could across country on this beat-up bus <laughs> that shouldn't have made it as much as it did, but it did. And what they did is they would go from state to state listening to whatever parents wanted to share their story and recorded them. So they have thousands and thousands, literally, of vaccine-injured stories 
Um, and what we would do is sign the bus. My daughter's number 1252 on the bus. So she was 1,252. That, that, that's the number story they were wow. up to the Canton. There's, there's over 5,000 on that bus, over. And that's of um, children and adults that have been injured by vaccines and who have been killed by vaccines, both. So um, yeah. they came out to New York, and that's how I got on the bus. Um, I had a friend that was uh, set up the screening. I was helping her out with all of that. Um, when when um, Dell came out here, because I do a lot of, um, I'm involved with my legislators and congressmen in protecting religious and medical exemptions and parental rights here in the state of New York. I started becoming involved about three, four years ago, about four years ago, because it's very important to me that we protect our rights. Um, Dell Bigtree came out. He um, came with us. We did, um, we saw a couple of legislators, talked to them about the movie, about vaccines, about protecting our rights. And then um, I shot over to where the bus was, and that's where uh, that interview was taking place <laughs> was uh, because they came out here during their screening. So I was able to meet the crew. I was able to meet Polly, and I was able to um, share my daughter's story um, as to what happened to her, as short and sweet as I possibly could. And um, it was a great experience to, you know, meet everybody but when you when you see that bus in person and you just like look at it and you really take in when you see all of those names I mean you'll get chills from your head down down your spine because people just don't realize how many people are truly affected by these vaccines because it's been covered up for so long you know, people think it's one in a million because that's what CDC website says or that's what their pediatrician tells them. No, it's everywhere. If you've been injected, you've been affected somehow, some way. I can't even tell you. I, I'm 42. I have people I went to school with that passed from cancer. There's cancer in vaccines. Look it up, SB40. They found out that there was cancer in the polio vaccines that they gave out back in the 80s. There's, there's um, back, I think it was back in the 60s. Sorry, there's people in their 60s today that are getting cancer from these vaccines back then that, that were tainted, they're finding that these vaccines are contaminated with all sorts of things. I mean, one has to ask themselves, why do we have so much cancer? Why do we have so much disease? Why do we have so much of this stuff going on? Um, it's just, it's, it's crazy. The, the, the Vax documentary definitely puts it all out there. I love what Jill did. I'm glad that he left the doctors. He said once he learned of the CDC whistleblower, there was no way he could ever go back. He has a great show. You can find him on um, YouTube and you can find him on um, Facebook. Uh, it's called High Wire with Del Big Tree. And I highly, highly, highly mm-hmm. recommend everybody, no matter what your view is, to go see him because he literally puts it all out there and he puts the science with it. So anybody who questions yeah. him, he'll send you the science. So that's the guy you want to go speak to. That is the guy you want to go see. That's the, that's the page you want to go check out. That's you know, when, when you want to know and be up to date as to what's going on today with vaccines and where we're at, you go see him. Um, I do want to put a, put a recommendation out there in regards to a book, brand new book that dropped this past September, a great friend of mine, J.B. Hanley. He is a father. He has a son that regressed after vaccines. He is intelligent. He is fantastic. He worked with Generation Rescue. Um, he just dropped a book called How to End the Autism Epidemic, again, by J.B. Hanley. And I recommend every single person to get that book. 
and I want every single person to give it to their legislator, their congressman, their pediatrician, their doctors, everybody, because in that book, you're going to get verbatim the science, and you're going to get verbatim exactly what's been going on, what has happened, what has transpired, including Del Bigtree and, and JFK and their efforts, all, the, all of the conflicts of interest, all of the things that we have found, and um, as well as what he recommends at the end of, you know, at the end of the book of what he thinks we can do to help stop this epidemic that's happening today, because it is clearly an epidemic. Um, and it's not a good one. It's not what people think, like the doctor, the TV show, the doctor. Okay, my kid is not the doctor. Okay, I, I think if all yeah. of our children were like the doctor, uh, we wouldn't be here, you know, having these conversations right now. I think we, you know, it'd be a little mm-hmm. bit different. But the reality is, is that majority of these kids don't even speak. If they speak, they sound like they're two years old. You know, they have, get one or two phrases. Like, like the life they are living is not okay. This is not something we celebrate, you know, I, and I don't accept it. I, I refuse to accept that this is, this is okay for any child to live this way. I do accept, I, what I do do is love that child because they're unique and beautiful and, and special. And, and what we want to do is fight what has happened to them, get rid of all of that heaviness, all of that injury, all of the sadness, all of that pain, so that that child can be who they truly are. That's what this is about. It's not about trying to, to demonize the word autism, because maybe there is something called autism. All I can tell you is that what happened to my daughter is vaccine injured. She is vaccine injured with the label of autism. And if you actually look up the um, heavy metal toxicity, look up mercury poison, look up aluminum poison, look up those symptoms, and then go look up the symptoms of autism. You'll be surprised how much of it matches. Just do that. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I Crazy. just want to thank you. We're coming up on the end of the hour. You've, you've given us some great information. Um, for those who are listening, I'm having Natasha Campbell McBride uh, recording on next week regarding her perspective, and I did, you've got to check her out, too. Natasha Campbell McBride, she's written a book called The Gap Syndrome, and her son with two yeah, diagnoses. Yes. Yeah, I love the book, and it's about food and mm-hmm. showing us how, and she has a prototype that you can follow right from your home, and it, she also trains uh, practitioners to, uh, to be Gap practitioners, showing families how to get their kids, especially the ones that are more severe, because it's draining mm-hmm. emotionally and financially to have those kids. you got them 24 hours a day, you know, um, trying to get that child emotionally together. And so that really wears down on a family. You're, you were a single mom at the time, so I just can't imagine. I would probably have been in a corner somewhere, too, and, and, you know, crying out to God and say, okay, I need some help here. <laughs> <laughs> I need some help. Well, for, so, and fortunately, want- fortunately, my husband did come along. I am I am married now, and my right. husband is the yes. stepfather to my children, but he really is dad to my children, and he's been all rock, and I really thank God that I have somebody like him because he's been there through everything. Um, we, we actually got together when she was a little bit after she was two years old. So he, yes. he's been in her life and in our life. I mean, unfortunately, he never met her before it happened, but... Um, you know, it, this this typically rips families apart. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. parents, people get divorces over this stuff. You know, parents 
especially men, it's really hard for the men when they have their boys and then they they know that they're not going to be the NASCAR racer or the fireman or the baseball player or go to soccer. I mean, can you imagine? I mean, I was a dancer yeah. growing up, and I really wanted my daughter to be in dance. My daughter, Pepito, loves music and dance, but it's she can't. It's too overwhelming. It's too much for her just to take. Like, she can't. It's just things that their potential, that's the word, the potential has been robbed. These children, the potential has been robbed, and it's not okay. It's not okay. And hopefully, hopefully, um, I've given some value and and some information that I could help other people, hopefully, um, want to look into this more, or maybe if they're questioning it already, or if they have a child that's diagnosed on the spectrum and and maybe they have in the back of their mind, you know what, I kind of feel like the vaccine did something, but I don't know. You know, listen to your intuition, listen to your gut, follow your heart, and do the research because I promise you, you'll find the right people, especially um, with the information that I, that I gave. The, um, the organizations talk about curing autism, Generation Rescue, Autism One. Those people are the people to go to to help you network and find those people who could help you treat and recover your children. So there's always hope. Just keep the hope. Keep the hope. Keep the faith. And also, um, there's support groups out there, too. So you want to encourage people to be a part of any support group that's in their area or in their community, correct? Yes, yes. Especially if it's going to be coming from PAC or Generation Rescue because, you know, Autism Speaks, I'm, I'm, this is my personal opinion from my experiences, okay, Autism Speaks, when you actually peel back the layers, you're going to learn that they are, um, they are also in, in cahoots with Big Pharma. Um, Kat, uh, Katie Wright, her son regressed after vaccines. Um, her father is Bob Wright. He was a co-founder of Autism Speaks. Speaks. So he is the grandpa of a child that regressed after vaccines and they were silenced. They were not allowed to speak about it. Um, they both do not work with Autism Speaks anymore because of it. And Kate Wright is very outspoken with how her son has regressed from vaccines and how she worked with Dr. Andrew Wakefield and Dr. Krigsman to help recover her son. And yet Autism Speaks has a very, very deadly message on their website saying that vaccines absolutely do not cause autism and to get your kids vaccinated. They're literally setting up a death sentence, a possible death sentence to some of these children because what they put on their website is completely inaccurate, unfair, and and should not be allowed um, because it's absolutely false and untrue and puts so many children at risk. Um, The money they make goes right back to their CEOs. I mean, just really research into them. Um, I would not go there for any support. Me being a family uh, with autism, I would absolutely not go to them. What I would go to is the people who are talking about treating and recovering. Those are the people you want to connect with. The people who are in denial, who try to complain and say that it's genetics and waste tons of money on genes that we all know it's not genetic. It has been clearly founded that it is not a specific gene you're born with. It's like Down syndrome. Down syndrome is a specific gene. You can detect it. You can find it. When they're born, nothing changes. There's nothing you can do to change a situation. They're just, that's, that's Down syndrome. If autism was genetic, it would be the same way. You would have a gene. They would know what it is. If you had it, you would have these symptoms, and you would not be able to change them. You could absolutely not find any type of gene that says that you have autism. There's no specific gene. 
And you can absolutely change the outcome of these children. There have been children who totally lost their diagnosis yep. by treatment and recovery. Yep. So if this was yep. something genetic, yep. you would not be able to change yep. it. This yep. is a causation. Correct. They will not admit to it because it's cause. And once you admit that it's cause, then they have to start looking at the cause. And then, of course, everyone's going to go, there's the vaccines again. So please, yep. when you do look for support groups, absolutely support is essential, but look for the ones um, that are talking about treatment and recovery because those are the people who are going to truly help you find the right people to help your children. That's it. Thank you so much. And that's we we want our children to be healthy, strong. Yes. And well, you know, we just want we want healthy, beautiful, smart children, and um, we can have that. And we as moms and grandparents and um, we're going to do this as a journey, and this is what For Your Health is about, is to get this information out there to make us informative and to wake us up because sometimes we've been low to sleep, working, you know, taking care of families, you know, just doing that little daily routine. We just do it in motion without thinking. But we want you to think yeah. about it, do your research, and share this information and share this blog talk with someone that you may know needs this information. So, Heather, I am truly, truly grateful. I'm truly honored to have you on to share this. And um, you're, you are a warrior. I love this, autistic warrior. You are a fighter for your baby, and I, I just love that. You know, my daughter does that with her, my granddaughter, because she has uh, sickle cell, and a lot of times she has to fight those doctors because they want her to uh, fit yeah. into this prototype with the medicine and everything like that, and she can, mm-mm, mm. no. And yeah. we just... Have to do that, and I, you, we moms, and there's dads out there that just stand up and say, "No, this is my baby, and I'm gonna defend them, and I'm gonna do my best to help them." So I just love that uh, about what you have in you, that spirit that's in you. And I told you, girl, when I seen your interview, I'm like, "Oh my goodness, I love it. I love the energy. <laughs> I love the spirit, and how you went for it, you know." And you know, watching that Vex uh, movie. I cried through some of them because you, you just see the pain and the hurt in these parents watching their kids disappear on them. So we want to bring these kids back, and we want everyone else to help healthy children. So I just want to thank everyone for being on our show and listening. Uh, please share this with other people because information is power. You know, we we uh, get on Facebook and Instagram and constantly send things that's crazy out there, but we want to people to share something that's powerful, that's a, that can have a great impact on people's lives as well as the lives of their children. Thank you so much for being Absolutely. on the show with us. All right. Okay, okay. you guys. Thank um, you for having me. Look, we're gonna, look, we you and I have to be in touch. We're going to talk again, and we're going to have to do this again because, you know, it's Absolutely. not just that one time. We have to, you know, the Bible tells us to teach our children as they go along the way, as they lay down, when they get up. So we have to be repetitively giving this information out over and over and over again to wake the people up because we have been low to sleep and we we believe everything that they tell us and that's it, you know, and we just kind of work around that and say this is the way it's supposed to be, you know. Yeah. Absolutely. So, I would love to come back and talk anytime. You let me know. <laughs> All right. So you have a blessed week. Everyone, I just want to thank you guys for being on the show with us. Um, again, our show here with Yesterday's Kitchen for Today, which is my other business, and For Your Health, 
is to bring this knowledge of what that food looks like, how to prepare those foods, and the things we need to be aware of that's going around in our environment and our world that's putting harm on us and our family because that's the only way we can do it. It's just sharing. So have a blessed week. I pray everyone enjoy themselves and make it safe. And check me out next week. Oh, 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 oh,